ready for tomorrow's news today. You're listening to Speak Life with Marty Lee. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Speak Life. I'm your host, Marty Layton, and I'm a prophet, and uh, I am so glad that you're here with us today. And We welcome listeners and viewers from all over the world in more than 48 nations now. And uh, as we are all watching events in this world unfolding, uh, I just want to encourage you, as believers, do not fear. Actually, we cannot fear. Uh, This broadcast is here at the direction of the Lord to encourage you, no matter what things may look like, keep the faith. Amen. Don't let anything try and convince you to give up on the word of the Lord. You know, David uh, waited for many years of extreme opposition for the word of the Lord to come to pass. And he he is called the man after God's own heart in Scripture. In fact, Jesus quoted the Psalms of David regularly as David was in these fiery trials of his faith. Uh, He continued to say, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He's being hunted down uh, uh, by King Saul, and he said, he makes me lie down, the Lord makes me lie down in green pastures, and he leads me beside the still waters. And then he says this, a great key for us today. He restores my soul. He restores my soul. You know, I'm just so grateful that the Lord is right here in this place right now. He restores my soul. And I love the Lord. And, you know, through the the many things that we've gone through for all these many years, I can honestly say, even though I'm, I'm choked up right now, He restores my soul. You know, David knew as he drew nearer to his shepherd, the one who cares for him, the one who protects him, the one whose presence he feels, the one whose embrace he knows. Uh, He knew as he draws closer to the Lord of all, something powerful occurs. His voice begins to speak to him. And we can live by the words of, of life that he gives, his voice, his breath. And how he empowers and how he settles matters. And right now, I know many of you are drawing closer to him. And you're feeling his presence right now, right where you are. And the Spirit of the Lord is dealing with your soul right now. David said in this place, the secret place, he restores my soul. And he leads me in the paths of righteousness or the right paths. For his namesake. You know, the restoration of the soul is the one thing that will lead you to the right place. Prophet Marty, how do I know that I'm on the right path? How do I know that I'm making the right decisions? Well, you have to allow him to have the preeminence, allow him the first position in everything. He always wants your first and he always wants your best. And when you give him that place, he'll make you lie down in green pasture beside the calm and still waters in his presence so that you can empty out all the fear and all the garbage that this world tries to force feed you and allow him to restore your soul. I love when the Lord restores my soul. 
I experience this daily. Our soul gets so filled up sometimes with fear and anxiety, and our soul absorbs it, you know, almost so quickly. And it starts affecting our decisions. It starts affecting our behavior. And then questions come to mind um, that, that shouldn't ever be a consideration. Sometimes we must raise our hearts to him, even when we're being pursued by an enemy like David was, with the strongest army on the planet, led by King Saul, the king of Israel. And he pursued him and chased him down. And But David found a moment all the time, regularly, to just draw away and lift his voice in worship. Close his eyes and say, Lord, you are my shepherd. And in the, in the um, Hebrew, it's the same word for my best friend. He said, Lord, you're my shepherd. You're my best friend. Restore my soul so that you can lead me in the right path. And sometimes we find ourselves on the wrong path uh, because our souls are not restored. And our soul can get filled with fear, get filled with anxiety. You know, as the ecclesia, Jesus said, I will build my ecclesia, my church, my called out ones, my warriors, that'll be the governors and the rulers in the spirit that'll, that'll establish my kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. He said, uh, I will build my church. And so uh, often that's the, that's the strategy of the enemy, to fill our souls uh, with fear and anxiety. But as the ecclesia, we need to stop everything at times and just allow his presence to empty us out of all the cares of this world and, and all these things that can so easily beset us and let him restore us. <clears throat> you know, it's a key for today. If you, as you're watching what's happening in the world, so many people are getting fearful. You have to go to him. Let him uh, empty all that stuff out of your soul. Let him restore us. You know, I believe we are in a time of sudden and unexpected turnaround. A time of supernatural restoration. The, the short version of that word restoration is rest. When God begins to restore everything, you feel the rest of God. And that is what this broadcast is all about, taking time to allow his voice to speak to us, to encourage us, remind us of his great power and his, and his great love for us, creating an anticipation of his divine intervention. God will make a way even when there seems to be no way. You know, when you hear that the, in, the, in the presence of God, you hear him say, I'm going to make a way. It starts restoring your soul. Uh, listen, even for America and for Israel, he's going to make a way where there seems to be no way. And I just want to celebrate for a moment <clears throat> the, the new speaker of the house. I believe he's God's man. God picked him. Though the enemy tried all these different attempts at what looked to be good, uh, even some things that were not so good, uh, God <laughs> continued to hold that spot for him. That should encourage you. God will make a way where there seems to be no way available. And it's almost like 
he just slipped it in at the right moment, the right place, at the right time, for the right reason, in the right season. And I believe he's God's man. He's God's man that's going to help in leadership of this nation. You have to understand how how large a role that is in America. <clears throat> and God is hearing the prayers of his people. He hears the prayers of his ecclesia. And he is answering those prayers in perfect timing. That should be a great example to you of the perfect timing of God, how he can make something happen suddenly. And that's what I'm saying. I believe this is a moment of unexpected suddenlies happening for the people of God. And God will begin to make a way where there seems to be no way available especially for America the beautiful and for Israel and those innocent innocent ones those that he calls by name and for just a moment if you'll just take a minute with me lift your hands like David would have close your eyes and receive from the Lord now as I pray for you Father our great and our awesome Father thank you so much Thank you for your amazing presence right now in this moment of your grace. I feel it. I know they feel it too. Lord, I give my heart to you afresh and anew today. I cast my cares upon you. And I know you have everything in your grip of grace. And you'll never let it slip. And right now, as we stand in your undeniable presence... We feel your presence. The God who took us from a place of standing at a distance, hearing the thunder, seeing the lightning, hearing the trumpets all at a distance from you. That was that place of fear and separation from you. You took upon yourself the garments of humanity to draw us closer to you through Christ Jesus. And because you came and sacrificed yourself for all of us, we can now come boldly to your throne in a place of belonging, not running away from, but running into your arms of love, no longer far from you, but closer than a heartbeat, closer than the breath we breathe. Today, Father, we embrace you and we bow before your awesome throne and your presence that permeates every fiber of our being, absolving us, cleansing our soul, restoring our soul. We cling to you, Jesus, our deliverer, and we acknowledge you in this moment. I ask you to heal every broken heart, deliver us and set us free from the lies of this world. And Lord, let your blood, your precious blood, Jesus, the blood that speaks of better things than the blood of Abel. Let your blood speak. Speak today by your blood to those that are hurting and wounded. Wash over our souls. Cleanse us from all uncleanness and all unrighteousness. Let the blood of the Lamb of God speak today of better things. Speak in America the beautiful by your blood. Wash away the disguises of the enemies of God. Stop every attack of terrorism before it has a chance to occur. Let your blood speak today in the streets of America the beautiful, 
so that there is no bloodshed, no successful attacks of the enemy on this soil. Let your blood speak in the Middle East. Let it speak in Israel. Let it speak in Iran. Let it speak in Syria. Let it speak in Jordan. Let it speak in Palestine. Speak where many are in fear and many are being persecuted. We, your ecclesia, your people, your remnant, we pray, O God, for your divine intervention today. For you will not stand back and do nothing when the blood of the innocent is crying out to you. And as your prophet today, I cry out to you for your people. God, arise. Silence every foe, still every avenger that would challenge you. Pour out your spirit like you said you would without measure in this hour. You said our sons and our daughters would prophesy, see visions and dream dreams. I ask you, God, to show your power. Arise, O God, and let your enemies be scattered now. Let your covering and your protection be upon your people. Let our prayers come before you as incense now, incense that's pleasing to you, an acceptable offering. Restore what you promised you would restore. Even the soul of this nation, O God, turn everything back to you. Reach the unreachable, touch the untouchable, Erase the corrupt programming that's occurred in the younger generations. God, restore, restore, reset, and recover, recover. Cover us again in your mercy, in your grace once again. Shed your grace upon this land from sea to shining sea. Do it again, O Father, do it again. We thank you for your divine intervention in our hearts in our lives, in our families, in our generations. And we pray these things in the name that is above every name, the name of Jesus, Yeshua. And we thank you now. Amen and amen. Amen. Welcome to Speak Life. What, what amazes me continually is that when we're weak, he's strong. When there's no answers to be found and the logical conclusions do not look good, then we have the embrace of faith. Amen. We have to embrace faith. Pastor Tracy actually calls it forced faith. You know, when things seem like it's you have no option but to believe God, forced faith. <clears throat> you know, when things seem chaotic, Uh, not ordered or arranged. He comes to us like a whirlwind, and he speaks life, and he speaks light, and suddenly darkness leaves, and it all takes on a whole new form. You know, right from the beginning, he took dust and breathed his life into it, and man came into existence. He didn't take something already beautifully formed and create man. But he went and he picked up dust. Come on. He breathed into dust. And man became a living soul. You know, that breath is still required for us to continue to live. Ezekiel saw the proof of that in the Valley of Dry Bones. How the voice of God and his breath brought forth life. 
His breath is required for living by the Spirit. The continual infilling of the Holy Spirit is is a necessity. And in the garden, God came to man daily to commune with him and to give him more of his voice and more of his breath daily. You know, Jesus said, man cannot live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of the Father. And his word carries his breath. His voice carries his breath. The Bible says, in him we live, in him we move, and in him we have our being. Today, as you're here in his presence, he is filling you with his breath of life, his voice. And we welcome you to this gathering that we call Speak Life. I've come to speak life to you today and release the breath and the voice of God to you. You know, in this world, it's not so easy to to just embrace uh, all the good that God has. In fact, it's so easy to be moved by negative things and to be moved by fear. It's it's almost like it's easier uh, to 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 be negative, and it's easier to be fearful. You know, Isaiah prophesied and spoke for God. It was actually God saying this. But God said this. He said, your ways are not my ways, and your thoughts are not my thoughts. What he was saying, in essence, is if you'll allow me to intercept all of that and give priority to my thoughts and exchange your thoughts for my thoughts, then your ways will become my ways. And your whole world will suddenly turn around. And right now, God is ready to suddenly and unexpectedly turn everything around for you. Listen to this prophet today. You are on God's agenda right now. You are on God's calendar right now. And a sudden reversal, a sudden and unexpected turnaround is coming to you. His his unchanging character is the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, kindness, goodness, gentleness, long-suffering, mercy, life, light. Those are the things we must learn to give way to instead of fear, instead of being consumed with judgment and condemnation and fear and negative thoughts. I believe God wants to show you his character and his life and his light again. And for many of you, you've been walking with God for so long, you forgot the freshness of his love and his character. And we must draw away and come away with him on a regular basis. And you know what I have found is The longer you walk with him, the more time he wants from you, the more fellowship he wants from you, the more that he wants to communicate his will to you, his his thoughts, his concepts, his perspective, his love, his long suffering, uh, you know, his his reversal of the way the world thinks. You know, there's someone watching right now a lady, and you just celebrated your birthday. 
and you're questioning your purpose for living. Your life has changed. You've, you've, you've matured now. You've accomplished so much in the past, but right now you're questioning why you're here. Why am I here? What, what more am I to do? Listen to me. You're going to receive a call from someone that's very close to you that, that you've been very discouraged about, one who seems that they've gone the wrong path, and it looks <clears throat> almost hopeless for them. Are you hearing me? You may have had a bad uh, health report, and you're, you're wrestling with, God, are you calling me home? Am I done? Is my, is my time spent? No. God wants you to know that your time is not up, that you still have purpose, that you, God still has a plan for you. God wants you to know that, that that one that you're concerned about has experienced the love of God in your home, and that seed of hope that is in them from that time is springing up in that one right now. And it's almost like they're wrestling with their own identity. And I'm not going to go further than that, even though I, I could, but I think you know exactly what I'm saying. But there will be, and hear the word of the Lord tonight, there will be a reconciliation of relationship, a turnaround, a sudden, unexpected turnaround. Now, don't give up. Because you're going to see the goodness of God in the land of the living. And many of you right now are feeling like giving up on family members who have gone astray. And it's breaking your heart. Don't get hard-hearted about these things. Have a spirit of faith. Let the love of God begin to override all the criticism and and the judgment, even self-criticism and self-judgment and blaming yourself for some of these things. You know what I have found is that God loves to show up, he loves to show off, and he loves to get all the credit for himself. Because when you cannot make something happen, that's when he does. Come on. When you're down to nothing, he's up to something. The Bible says, let the weak say, I am strong, I am a warrior. You may feel like you're totally weak in this situation. Start declaring, because of him, I am strong. I am his warrior. Let the poor say, I am rich. Amen. Whatever the world is saying, you say the opposite. God is ready to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you could ask, all that you could think or imagine or dream. And he's doing it now. And that's a word for many people right now. Amen. Father, I just thank you right now for those that are watching and their their spirit is alive to you. And you just said something that challenges every one of them, that challenges them to some degree. Lord, where they have accepted a wrong concept about themselves, about loved ones, about their life. Father, I break those lies off of them now in the name of Jesus. Father, there is a there's a uh, an older man watching right now and you feel like the same way. You feel like you've come to the place where God what good am I? 
<clears throat> what do I contribute? Your days are not over. God has such a bigger plan. He's expanding your understanding of who you are. He's going to start showing you the depth of those giftings on the inside of you, the depth of those uh, 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 anointings that you have taken for granted uh, in some way. It's because it's become so regular to flow in those giftings, but other people cannot do what you do. And God's worked all this time to perfect your gifting and your anointing to the point where it's just commonplace to you. But to others, it's stunning. Hear the word of the Lord. What you do is brilliant. And God gave that gift to you for you to use. And he's got you to a place now where you don't take credit for all that you do uh, because it's just an everyday thing to you. Uh, But God's going to start getting the credit. And he's going to start doing more and opening more doors for you. And it's up to you to have the faith and the confidence to run through those doors and watch what the hand of the Lord will do. And don't let money make your decisions. Money will, will come. Follow the, the dream, the vision, the purpose, and watch what God will do. There's another man watching right now, and you're uh, uh, 30 or 40 years old, and you feel like, uh, what is happening in my world? My world has been turned upside down. Uh, the economy struck. You know, all these uh, natural things came out of order and out of alignment. And now what do I do? And I hear the Spirit of God say, prophesy. Prophesy life. Prophesy what I've already said over you. Even though it looks like there's no possible way for that thing to come to pass, prophesy decree the word of the Lord and watch how things that are bent so far out of order start coming into order and alignment. I see another gentleman uh, and you're in uh, uh, your your late 60s probably, somewhere in that 67, 68, 69 age range and you have been disappointed uh, many times because you've tried to make so many things happen that have totally failed. <clears throat> and you don't want to feel like a failure. Uh, but that's what's been uh, um, echoing inside of you. Uh, you're not a failure. You've obeyed God. And you've taken attempt after attempt. Do you know, do you know how many attempts uh, Joshua came to the edge of Jordan, how many times did it look like it wasn't going to work for 40 years? And then one day, God opened the way. For you, God's about to open the way. A sudden and unexpected door is about to open to you. And you're going to say, this is not what I'm doing. This is not what I feel like I'm supposed to do. Uh, But this is an amazing door that's opening to me. And God's going to take you through that door by faith. You're going to have to go by faith. And when you do, you're going to say, this should have happened 20, 30, 40 years ago. But it's happening now, says the Lord. And I got you to the place where you'll give me the credit for it now. You won't think it's your ability or your gifting. But now you are going to go through that door and you are going to see how God stored up blessing all these years And once you begin to connect with that 
that open door, things are going to start pouring blessing into your life. It's going to start with a trickle and, uh, and then a waterfall and then a del- deluge of blessing into your life. You watch what the hand of God can do. And don't you dare let those lies bounce around in your brain any longer. If God be for you, who can be against you? Your timing is in the hand of the Lord. David said, my times are in your hands. You're not going to go down. You're not going home. It's not the end of your life. You've got many years in front of you. In fact, God has made your body strong. He's made your health uh, strong. And and you're going to see the glory of the Lord revealed in your latter years like you never imagined. Amen? Amen. Amen. There's... I can feel the the anointing so strong right now to to prophesy, and uh, uh, and I do want to get into our prophetic workshop here in just a moment, and I will prophesy some more. But before we do, I want to encourage you to become a partner with this ministry. God is doing amazing things right now, and He's doing it in the lives of our partners, those who continually stand with us. Week after week, month after month, year after year, I want to thank you all for your continual support. And uh, the Bible says, he that receives a prophet in the name of a prophet receives the prophet's reward. And he desires to supply all of our needs in accordance with his riches and glory. And the Bible says he takes pleasure in the prosperity of his children. Listen, he paid a great price to make it all available to you, no longer by your might or by your power, but by his spirit. And he is right here with us right now. And when we run to his throne boldly, we cling to him as our deliverer, our savior. You know, the Bible says some trust in horses, some trust in chariots, but we will trust in the name of the Lord. Only he can save us, and he will. And he has spoken his words. And we anticipate his invasion from heaven and the blessing of his people that he says in his word will chase us down and overtake us. I believe now is the time when God's people will have great blessing overwhelm their lives. Listen, God's been speaking to me about giving his people freedom from debt. Do you know the Bible says that Jesus is our jubilee? And when they, when they surrounded the walls of Jericho, they blew the trumpets and, and shouted and the walls came down flat. Those trumpets were jubilee trumpets. I believe we're in a moment where inheritance, the, the promised land was their inheritance, their land of inheritance and promise from God. And so the jubilee unlocks your inheritance and your promise. And Jesus is our jubilee. And part of Jubilee is freedom from debt. God is going to set his people free from debt. So much is shaking economically in the world today, not just in our nation, America, but in the world. But God is about, it's because God is doing something. That's how a wealth transfer begins. And God is going to make his people free, free financially, freedom from debt. God wants you to prosper. And like Gideon, we will say the sword of the Lord and of your name. Uh, You're going to say the sword of the Lord and of Marty or whatever your name is. 
God has hope for America. And, and, and I believe the enemy is going to be completely defeated, even those that are embedded and hidden in this nation. God is going to expose them, pull them out, remove them, and defeat them. <clears throat> and as we have our offerings prepared, I believe those who will stand and trust the Lord now will begin to see something miraculous come forth for you and for your household. Look at what the Lord has spoke uh, to his people. When he spoke to Gideon, uh, he placed an offering on the altar. And that's part of the prophetic is we, we come before the Lord and we place our tithes and our offerings on the altar. And God does something supernatural for us. In Judges chapter 3 and verse 23, the Lord said to Gideon, peace be with you. Do not fear, you shall not die. That's a good word for somebody right now. So Gideon built an altar there to the Lord, and this is what he called it, Yahweh Shalom, the Lord is peace. Yahweh Shalom, just say that out loud today. Do not fear, you shall not die or be ruined. The Lord is Yahweh Shalom, Yahweh peace. The Lord is our peace. That was Gideon and the Lord making covenant together, Yahweh Shalom. I'm telling you, peace is starting to flood homes and flood lives right now, flood families right now. Peace that passes all understanding. You don't understand how it all works, how it all comes together. You don't have it all figured out, but suddenly everything is rearranging. Everything is changing. You're going to find yourself in new situations blessed financially and the peace of God and you're going to you're not going to understand what to do exactly but shalom is with you amen i want to bring our offerings and tithes before the lord now and i want to declare over over you the lord is peace peace to you peace to your family peace to your household peace to our nation and then the fire consumed the offering, which means God received it. And God covenant, covenanted with Gideon to bring peace upon his home and peace upon his nation. And he had a war for that peace. And he had to go an unusual path, an unusual route. <clears throat> and it looked like he didn't have enough men to do it to start out. And he had... 32,000, but God narrowed it down to 300. And God said, now only I will get the credit for this. And so now we can do this. So God covenanted with him. And I believe God is releasing peace, covenant peace on your home now, covenant peace upon our nation. And he is a consuming fire. He's the Prince of Peace. And God is fighting in this warfare, and we are at war right now, spiritual warfare. I'm not talking about picking up weapons. I'm not talking about physical violence or a, or a uh, tactical conflict. I'm talking about spiritual warfare. <coughs> we wrestle not with flesh and blood, <clears throat> but we do wrestle. And we war in the spirit, in prayer, 
and in, in our declarations and our decrees in the spirit, our, we legislate with authority in the spirit like kings decree. But listen, God is fighting in this warfare to bring us peace, just like he did for Israel through Gideon. And that's why he said the sword of the Lord, the sword of the Lord and the sword of Gideon or the sword of you. God is going to do it. And God's going to get all the glory, and it's going to be for you too. Amen? So it's us warring together with God against the enemy, the sword of the Lord and the sword of you. Get excited about the word of the Lord right now. God is engaged in your spiritual warfare right now. He's on your battlefield, and he's assuring the victory for you and I. Amen? Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you that you are the Prince of Peace. You are Yahweh Shalom. You are the great warrior of peace. You are the Lord of hosts. You are the Lord of a mass of of warriors, both in heaven and on earth, gathered for war in the spirit, against the powers of darkness, against the powers of hell. And Father, I thank you that you are fighting on behalf of your people right now. You're fighting on behalf of Israel. You're fighting on behalf of the church. Abraham's seed was the sand of the seashore and the stars of the sky, a natural seed and a heavenly seed. In Galatians, it says that if we be Christ's, then we are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. And so, Father, I thank you that you are fighting right now for your for your seed in the earth and we thank you for supernatural and heavenly intervention your mighty war angels are fighting for your people right now and you are moving the mountains of blockages that have opposed you and opposed your people and you are the great warrior who is mighty in battle, the Lord of hosts. And we thank you for this display of your power and your might to these generations so that they will know that there is a God in heaven and his name is Jehovah, Yeshua. And as we place our tithes and our offerings upon your altar tonight, release your Holy Spirit, the consuming fire. Father, release it in our lives release a new and fresh move of your Holy Spirit, a a reformation now as a consuming fire. You said in Joel chapter 2 that your army would march across the land and a fire, a consuming fire would be upon them and everything in the wake of that army will be touched by that fire and changed by that all-consuming fire. That's your spirit, Father. And we decree tonight the sword of the Lord and the sword of your people. And we thank you for the victory, not just for us, but for our generations. Yahweh Shalom. Peace to, our, to your people and peace to, to our generations now. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Now watch the Lord of hosts, I believe, do the impossible for you this week. 
not a month from now, now. God's going to do it. Amen? Amen. There are many ways you can give. Uh, you can text give, and uh, the number for text giving is 84321. If you'll, if you'll look on the screen right now, there's also a QR code. Uh, you can scan uh, with your phone, and you can give that way, either texting or with the QR code, or there is a link on social media you can click on and give that way. Uh, there is a link on our website, lifepointchurch.cc. There's a giving link there. Uh, listen, when you do this, you're making a declaration. The altar was a rock. It was a rock altar, speaking of the rock of Christ Jesus, the rock, Christ Jesus. And his Holy Spirit is the consuming fire, consuming every area of your life, consuming our enemy. And the sword of the Lord represents new levels of victory over our enemy every day. Amen. Amen. If, if you prefer to mail your offering, you can mail it to P.O. Box 1822, Hendersonville, Tennessee, 37077. You can make your check payable to LifePoint, which is the name of our ministry, LifePoint, P.O. Box 1822, Hendersonville, Tennessee, 37077. Amen. Amen. Well, I want to jump right into our prophetic workshop now, and uh, I want to begin teaching tonight on the power of prophetic vision, the power of prophetic vision. There's a force that compels, and it's called vision. It is fuel. It is a compelling force in our lives. You know, Caleb waited for over 40 years for the vision that God gave him to take his mountain. And when he got there, he said, give me my mountain. That is the power of vision. Give me my mountain. When he got there, he said, God, give me this mountain. Give it to me now. And when he, when he saw that mountain, uh, what was inside of him was just as big as the day he first got it. He was saying, give me the vision, give me the prophetic vision that you have for me, that you that you showed me long ago. You know, God sent uh, my wife and I and our family uh, just over 25 years ago to Nashville with a prophetic vision, not just a vision uh, for a local church, yes, a local church, but not just a local church, a kingdom uh, apostolic center. A, a house of prophets, a, a, a house of, of destiny, a, a, a prophet's school, a school of the prophets. And, and not just that, but a vision to change the region, a vision to change the state, a vision for our nation and the nations of the world. And so we've had to endure, we've had to persevere, Impressed through so many different things, and some would say, "Why, why, why not just make a change and go a different direction?" Because God deeply planted and deeply rooted vision for this city, this region, this state, this nation uh, in our hearts, and I believe we are located specifically by the hand of God, just like Caleb, and we must take our mountain, and that's where we are today. 
Jesus said in Matthew chapter 11 and verse 12, the kingdom of God suffers violence, but the violent rise up forcefully advancing, taking it by force. Amen. So yeah, we go through challenges. Yes, we go through battles. Yes, we go through uh, uh, violence, but we, we rise up and we violently and forcefully advancing, we take it by force. We must take our mountain, our prophetic vision, by force. And what do I mean by that? I mean it doesn't just fall into your lap. You're going to have to partner with God, the sword of the Lord and of you. So forcefully advancing the vision uh, that God has, it's God's vision. So forcefully advancing the vision of God, both corporately and personally, and we are well able. Why are we well able? Because we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And because God is for us. And if God be for us, who could be against us? Caleb was 85 years old. Think about that for a moment. 85 years old, and God gave him supernatural strength and ability to wipe out the giants that were living on his mountain. And let me just tell you, it was a mountain filled with giants. And these were not just any giants. These were the chief giants of the land. And Caleb said, that's my mountain. Give me my mountain. I don't want to just uh, accomplish something small. I want to accomplish the biggest thing that I can for God. And that's the vision that was in Caleb's heart. And so he he went to that mountain and he began to wipe out all the giants until he took the top of the mountain. God can do it for you no matter how long it has been. I'm telling you, it, the, the Bible is so clear on this. It doesn't matter how long you've been waiting. You may think time, time has passed you by, but this is your time. It has not passed you by. You are right on time. You are right in season, and this is your moment. This is the power of prophetic vision. And I know I'm speaking to many of you right now who feel like time has passed you by. No, you're right on time. You're right where you're supposed to be. You're in the right place at the right time for the right reason in the right season. Proverbs 29:18 says, Where there's no vision, the people perish. But happy is he that keeps God's laws. When you literally translate that verse, it says this, where there's no prophet's ministry, where there's no prophetic anointing flowing in revelatory ministry, giving vision, the, the prophet prophesying vision, people will cast off restraint and they will wander until they perish. You know, I would like to add to that uh, when the false prophetic vision is, is present. Like Jesus said, it is the blind leading the blind, and they both fall into the ditch. Some people ask me, uh, Prophet Marty, what about all these false prophets that are out there? Listen, Jesus already addressed that. It's the blind leading the blind, and they, they both fall into the ditch. And so don't get all caught up in all of that stuff. You don't have to defend God. God can defend himself. You don't have to 
come against anybody. You don't have to judge them. You don't have to be critical. Listen, that is already addressed by Jesus himself, and he decreed that's what will happen. And it, and it does happen, and I've lived long enough to see it happen. Amen? But the power of prophetic vision, it comes from God himself. It, 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 the, the fulfillment of every prophetic word is inside that prophetic word. The power of that fulfillment is inside that word. And so God put in that word the ability for that word to come to pass. He said, My word shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish the thing that I sent it to accomplish. It shall not return to him void of fulfillment, but it will accomplish the thing that he sent it to accomplish, and it will prosper the thing that he sent it to. And so God will release prophetic vision from him into you, and it's his vision in you, but in that vision is the power to propel you and to, and to fuel you into the fulfillment of that vision. And so the prophet's ministry is still vital to the church. God created you and I before the foundations of the world in his heart and in his vision, and he declared the end from the beginning. So he knew your life before you ever lived one day. In Jeremiah chapter 1, he talks to Jeremiah about who he is and what he's called to do. In verse 5, he says, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Now think about that sentence. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Uh, Solomon wrote that he has placed eternity in our hearts. And so he's already put prophetic destiny in our hearts before he ever formed us. He, he knew us, and he put prophetic destiny in us. It says, before you were born, I sanctified you. I already set you apart before you were ever born, and I ordained you a prophet to the nations or whatever he has ordained you to. So the vision for your life comes from God. And I believe God gives uh, his corporate vision to a leader. And he begins to draw people together who recognize that God is calling them to a vision. Bishop Hammond uh, explained it to me one time this way. If you take a tuning fork in the key of C and you strike it on the side of a piano and it starts vibrating out in the key of C, you hear that, that note ringing out and you put that Uh, tuning fork on the sounding board of that piano suddenly and without striking them all the strings that are tuned to the key of c will start reverberating to and sounding out just like somebody struck all the c's on the piano that's called sympathetic response and so when a prophetic leader or an apostolic leader begins to Uh, release the vision of God, people who are called to that vision or called to align with that, on that same note, they begin to recognize that God is calling them to a vision and they sympathetically respond in the Spirit. So as we hear with our hearts 
the vision of God, we're stirred and we're moved by his spirit. And we begin to make willing sacrifices to God for his vision. Remember, Jesus didn't try to coerce people to come and follow him. He just looked at them and said, follow me. And something compelled them. Something inside of them drew them out of their place of business or out of their place of everyday life, and they begin to follow Jesus. They surrendered it all for, the, for his call. And, and the church vision, uh, the corporate church vision, the, the ecclesia, is we all come together in unity as one. And that's what Jesus is doing in this hour. He's calling his church out. That's what the word ecclesia means, the called out ones. He's calling us out to come together in unity as one. And according to Psalm 133, God commands the blessing to flow powerfully on those who are unified as one. Our lives are transformed and we will carry the call. Amen. Jesus said it this way, as you lose your life, you'll find it. That prophetic vision will begin to call you to to higher heights and to do things that may seem crazy to everybody else. But as you lose your life, you find it. What good is it for a man to gain all the world has to offer and lose his soul? And this speaks of the power of embracing his vision for your life. What is he saying inside of you prophetically? What has God spoken over your life? What is reverberating in you every day? That's why I say you got to pull away. you got to take time every day. <clears throat> Adam was in the Garden of Eden. God came to him every day so he could hear his voice every day. So his voice could empower that vision on the inside of him, could empower him and, and activate a deeper level of that vision every day, his voice, his breath. Amen? What is God saying inside of you? What is he prophetically declaring over your life? We, in a sense, lose our lives, giving up our, putting ourselves first and, and, and give to God our first and our very best all the time. And then we find his grace and favor. It begins to overwhelm our lives. And we actually pick up his vision. He said his yoke is easy and his burden is light. But there is a yoke to connect uh, to con- connect us to and a burden that we have to carry for him. And I believe God is pouring out from heaven fresh oil and new wine in this house and in, in the church today. And, you know, I hear a clear word from the Lord that we have really entered into a new season of new beginnings, September, <clears throat> October, and November those are the three months that God spoke to me about. There would be great, big, explosive changes in September, and that's been the truth. And then in October, it's going to stay tumultuous and uncertain. Uh, But November, it's going to begin to level out, and by the end of November, uh, it will be settled. That's when the new beginning will be fully in place. That's, That's called transition. And again, I want to I want to highlight that September, October, and November, uh, the first three first letter of all three of those months is S O N or Sun. The Son of God will arise 
with healing in his wings. Amen. And God spoke that we were to start expecting greater. Start expecting greater. Give me my mountain with an intensified determination. We're going to build with the Lord something great. Amen. A new wineskin. We're God's house. We're God's warriors. I'm talking about speak life. I'm talking about life point. I'm talking about your vision for your house. <clears throat> you are a new wineskin. You are God's warrior. It's God's vision that we all carry. You know, King David looked at the tent where he placed the Ark of the Covenant, what we know today as the Tabernacle of David. And as he looked at his palace, he looked at the tent, he looked at his palace, and he said, God, it's not right that I live here and you live there. I'm going to build you a house. And he said to Nathan the prophet, I'm going to build God a house. And Nathan the prophet said, do all that's in your heart to do. You're a good king. And, but when the prophet spoke, uh, he, he, David just assumed uh, that that was the word of the Lord. And Nathan went to walk away. And God said, no, 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 Nathan, you go back and you tell him, you want to build me a house? I'm going to build you a house, David. And Solomon will build my house. See, this was God's vision for Solomon and not for David. David was so perceptive to prophetic vision that he he not only discerned his vision, <clears throat> but he discerned the vision for his generations. And some of you, like Abraham and like David, you're carrying vision for more than one generation. But as David made his commitment to God, God said, you want to build a house for me? I'm going to build a house I'm going to build your house. And he established the house of David for thousands of years and many generations. And David made a commitment to build God's house first. And David spent the rest of his life storing up and preparing uh, to build God's house. God wants to build you, and God wants to build your house, and God wants to establish your vision. And as we make the commitment to build God's house first, God will build your house. Amen. Are you expecting God to do something great? I believe we've entered into a season where you need to have an expectation of God to do something great for you. We've entered into a new season and we are entering into, I believe the new season begins at the beginning of that transition. And so the transition begins with the end of the old and the new beginning starts with uh, going through a time of transition, right? Uh, in the in the beginning, was everything was chaotic and without form and void. And God said, uh, "Let there be light." And suddenly there was light, and everything was separated, dark from light. And the evening and the morning were the and the evening and the and the the light were the were the first day. And so. The evening precipitates the, the, the light of the new day. And so everything begins in a place of dark, but ends up in light, right? We are translated out of the kingdom of darkness and into the kingdom <coughs> of light. <clears throat> and so everything uh, begins uh, in, in a place of uncertainty or a place of transition, but ends up 
<coughs> in a place of establishment in the light. And so we have entered into a new season of new beginnings. And um, I don't know about you, but I, I, I refuse to repeat the last season and go around the mountain again. So today is a call to action. I want to I encourage you to believe God. We are now in a new season, and God is stirring vision in our hearts. We're not going to have a past cycle functioning in our today. So today, God is calling us to action, and we've got to stop delaying destiny. The angel put his foot on, 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 the, on the shore and in the water, and he said, delay shall be no longer. And I believe that's where we are right now. Your vision <clears throat> is important to God. It's just as important to God as it is to you. It's probably more important. And God's going to bring your vision to pass. Come on, you're coming to a new day. We need to stop being uh, mundane procrastinators and become proactive producers. God wants us to begin to produce. He wants us to do more. Faith is action. And I'm going to continue this teaching uh, in next week's prophetic workshop, The Power of Prophetic Vision, Part 2. And I'll, I'll summarize it all next week. But I want to challenge you to become a proactive producer. Pull away and listen to the voice of God. Let God begin to activate something deeper and something more within you. And, and let that begin to uh, drive you uh, to a whole new level of relationship with, with him, a whole new level of sanctifying your life unto him, a whole new level of, uh, of cutting off the TV or cutting off uh, you know, things that are maybe not as wholesome as you should be focusing on. And nothing wrong with entertainment, uh, but there are times when, when God's just calling you uh, to a deeper place so that he can launch something new with you. Amen? And, uh, and that's right, I believe, is uh, the power of prophetic vision is, is activated in these moments. Amen. 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 I believe as we see everything shifting and changing, uh, God is looking for those who put aside our own thoughts and our own ways and put on the mind of Christ and agree with him uh, for his kingdom to come and his will to be done. Amen. And so I believe everything is in a state of reset. And I've taught before on reset, and maybe in the next coming weeks, I'll speak again about reset and the result of reset. But I believe God is resetting everything right now so that he can, his people can be blessed. And the order of everything is being reset. Uh, I believe blessings are chasing you down right now. And fierce warriors are arising. Fierce warriors, men and women who will actually think God's thoughts and put on the mind of Christ and agree with God and begin to fight the good fight of faith and bring his vision to pass. And those same ones uh, will begin to see signs and wonders and miracles. Amen. We are those who God is choosing, and we are those who are choosing God. And that's why things are shifting forward. And I'm telling you that right now, this nation, is uh, America the Beautiful, has a destiny and a purpose and a prophetic purpose and vision from God that we're going to see in fulfillment of that now. Uh, we're going to see that fulfilling all that God has spoken. And you're going to see the fulfillment of all that God has spoken over your life, 
over your career, over your family, over your calling, over your wealth, over your health, over your destiny. Amen. And so, uh, listen, some of you are coming to the end of one career uh, and you're in in, uh, that transition moment. Well, God's got something new for you. You're not done. Uh, You're just properly prepared for the fulfilling of that prophetic vision. Amen. But I want to thank you for standing with us. Thank you for praying with us. Thank you for supporting the work here that God's placed in our hands uh, to accomplish with you together. Amen. Uh, I want to give a shout out to Mike Lindell. Mike Lindell is a, a supporter and a sponsor of this uh, of this ministry and of this broadcast and podcast. And uh, he, he is the amazing uh, creator of a product called My Pillow. And uh, mypillow.com and mystore.com. Uh, mystore.com is a whole array of American-made products uh, from entrepreneurs right here in in America, the beautiful. And uh, he's a sponsor of this of this uh, show. And so when you check out mypillow.com or mystore.com, uh, he has made products available to us. Uh, with, at a great discount for this audience. And the way you receive that discount is use the promo code MARTY, my first name, M-A-R-T-Y. And you can use this on both of those websites, mypillow.com and mystore.com, and you'll get deep discounts on everything you purchase. Right now he's doing a clearance on some stuff that has been in stock for a while. And uh, for instance, uh, I believe the slippers are the best slippers I've ever I've ever owned and uh you know it is high quality products made right here in America <clears throat> and so you can you can buy cheaper products at a cheaper price uh but they're going to wear out quickly uh the the slippers that I bought uh 3 years ago they're still uh like brand new I'm and I mean that I mean they're just amazing quality and uh, but right now those same slippers are on sale at a fraction of the price. Uh, but the way you get that price is by using the promo code Marty. And so uh, I, you know they're having an early Christmas sale. So those of you that are are, are buying Christmas presents now, uh, go there and use that discount code and buy Christmas presents there. Don't give your money to people who want to take your money and use the the profits that they gain from you against you and against what you believe and, and with an agenda uh, that's not in line with what you believe. And so they're supporting wrong things with your money. Don't do that anymore. Buy from those who are going to support what you believe and support those those entrepreneurs. And so one way to do that is buy from MyPillow.com and my mystore.com use the promo code marty you'll get a discount and what happens is they take a portion of those proceeds and they pour it back into this ministry and uh and then the rest goes for the uh the the price of the of the product and so uh some of you don't like going to a website you know maybe you're a little old school and you prefer calling in your order uh, they have a number that's dedicated just for this audience, and that number is 800-859-2938, 800-859-2938. It's on the screen right now. <clears throat> when you call that number, 
Uh, tell the operator that you want to use the promo code Marty uh, to be sure to get that special discount. And, and uh, we are grateful for your support. We are grateful uh, for all of you who, who take time out to do that. Seriously, consider buying your, your Christmas presents. Go there first uh, before you go to all the other online stores that we would normally go to. Amen. Amen. I also want to remind you that we are live every Friday night, 7 p.m. Central Time, on Facebook, on YouTube, and on Rumble. And it'd be great if you help help us out by telling others to tune in every Friday night, 7 p.m. Central Time, right here in America, live on YouTube, on Facebook, and on Rumble. Uh, also, if you like podcasts, please check us out. Uh, on Spotify, on Charisma Podcast Network, on iTunes, or wherever you uh, wherever you listen to your podcast, you're going to find us there. And uh, make sure you give us a great review. It really does help. Uh, please follow me on all social media platforms, at Marty Layton. That's the handle, at Marty Layton. All the social media platforms, you'll find me on there, on Facebook, on X, on Truth, on Getter, on YouTube, on Rumble, Instagram, all of them, Telegram. It's at Marty Layton. And uh, thank you for following us there. And listen, take advantage of these times uh, during the week when you when you have uh, challenges, you're facing challenges. Go to these sources and be encouraged again. Uh, pull up those messages again. Let them encourage you. And uh, it, 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 we keep it, uh, keep it archived out there for a long time uh, so that you can go back, you can hear the prophetic words again, you can hear what God is saying, uh, and you can be encouraged by the teachings that will keep your faith built up. Uh, regardless of what's going on in the world, God wants you to have hope and he wants you to have life. Amen. And so I want to thank you again for tuning in to Speak Life. You know, the Bible says in Proverbs twenty nine eighteen. Life and death is in the power of the tongue, and those that love it will enjoy that fruit. And so I want to challenge you, speak life. Speak life. God wants you to, to, to watch the words of your mouth and know how powerful they are. Life and death is in the power of your tongue. And so I want to encourage you, remember always to speak life. We'll see you all next week. God bless. Thank you for listening to Speak Life with Marty Layton. Please help us spread hope and share this podcast with a friend. Join us again as we speak life into our world.